0: Five, four, three, two,
1: one, zero. Welcome back, everybody, to the Intrinsic Podcast. As always, I am one of your co hosts, Juan, and I'm here with Mr. Omar. Yes, that is I. (laughs) Well, that is I. I like that. That is I. Also featuring me, myself, and I. (laughs) Yeah, so this will actually be a very interesting episode. Our goal by the end is to make you feel extremely lazy. No, we're just kidding. (laughs) Ah. Our goal by the end is just to kind of just tell you guys how we're thinking about work. And when, when, when we say work, it's not... It is and it's not. It's not necessarily just your actual work, that you get up and you go and you go to work. Here, what we mean by work is just life in general. We mean work as in everything. When you work out, when you go to work, if you have a side hustle, your side hustle, or anything else that you are, anything that really makes you, I suppose, you. And we wanted to talk about this because we noticed that Omar and I have uh, slightly different perspectives on how we perceive work currently. Mm -hmm. I used to perceive it exactly the same as Omar, but I feel like something has in some way, quote unquote, clicked. I hate to say it that way because it's not like some magical thing where I'm like, oh shit, I'm a different person now. Like, no, it's, it's not that at all. It's just, I view it a little bit differently now. And so I'm approaching work and my life a little bit differently as well. So and I'm stuck behind, so technically Juan's better than me. <laughs> he said it, not me. I just want to make that.
0: I just wanted to put it out there for the record. That's
1: what he thinks. I I, nah. I can read his
0: mind, people. That's exactly what he thinks
1: right now. <laughs> no, definitely not. It's def- it's definitely a personal thing. Um, And before we even get into how we perceive it, we wanted to also just to talk about very basic work, which most people will understand. And this is work where you just get up, Go to work or work out, whatever it is you do, but you do it with the hope of getting a reward, right? You do it with the hope of, I am going to do this and I'm going to get something in return, right? Mm-hmm. So, you want to talk a little bit about that, Omar?
0: Right. So, first of all, hello, everybody. Um,
1: <laughs> I think you said hello already.
0: Yeah, I just want to say it twice just because it feels odd you starting and then I, I, I talk. I'm like, no, the the, the people want to listen to me though, you know? Mm. So just Why don't you
1: throw in, throw in a third hello then?
0: Uh, what's up, y'all? All right, there we go. <laughs> all right, yeah. nice. I like <laughs> that we're one good. best. Yeah, that are good. Um, so yeah, there's different forms of work and uh, it'll be interesting how we tie everything all together. But, uh, the way that I kind of break it down is there's different forms of work in relation to the kind of person that you are. So there's those that work is for them represented through what they do for a nine-to-five or a quote-unquote job right and they do it for a paycheck a means of living then there's those who do work for a sense of either reward or a sense of validation now you could say money is a sense of reward but that i separate just because it's it's what they use to live and get by right then there's something else where it's the reward slash sense of validation whether it be somebody that goes to the gym, right? And maybe they're a social media influencer. Now there's a reward system there because people are um, commenting and liking their posts, right? Giving them a sense of validation, right? Giving them a sense of purpose for what it is they're doing. And then there's those that do work only to do work, and that's it. There's no actual gain being interpreted through the... The sense or the journey of doing work, right? It's like, yeah. I woke up today to do work. I'm going to wake up tomorrow to do work. The next day, more work. And again, that's kind of like the three separate ways that I'm kind of looking at it, right? It's the three different kinds of people when it comes to work. Um, do you want to tell yeah. the people who
1: you consider yourself out of those three, Juan? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the basic worker. Um, no, Nine, Nine to five. <laughs> Nine to five. Nine to five. No, I think yeah. if we break this down into, like, because I'm, I'm kind of a math person, so if we break it down into percentages, I think the basic workers probably account for, like, i will probably say 80% of people to have existed, honestly. I think the personal, people who take it very personally, is probably the 10%. Probably, actually, I'd, I'd extend that to about, like, 15%. So taking us all the way up to 95, and I think that last 5% are the few people out there who actually, like you said, just work for the sake of working. It's almost like who they are, right? They don't expect any rewards, even though, of course, the rewards will arrive, but -hmm. they don't expect them and they don't do anything for that specific case. And... Again, we didn't want to, it was a weird thing talking about this podcast because we've listened to other podcasts and we've listened to people who we have learned things from, uh, David Goggins I mentioned multiple times, and something that all of them have sort of at some point said is you can try to explain to people something, but there are certain ideas out there that you just can't explain because it's not something that you can understand unless you go through it right Mm -hmm. something like for example grief you can't really teach like tell someone like yeah this is how you're gonna feel when you lose a loved one you can't do that because they have to go through it Mm -hmm. and so it's really these fundamental feelings and the feeling that we're talking about here is that feeling of just work and suffering and And doubting yourself when you're doing something and still persevering or finding some way to still get the job done in the end. That's what we're talking about. And that's not something that, again, I think we can really fully express to people because I do think it's like you can't seem to understand it. And I never understood this until I went through it myself. Right. Until I consistently worked out, until I consistently put time to you know, develop my craft, which is programming, until I specifically spent time to develop my you know, side business and, and all these other things, until I took the time to actually work and read and work out and do all of these things that inside of me I always wanted to do, but I was never really, I never thought I could really do it. It's really what it was. I never believed in myself. And you knew me back then, right? I've always been a confident person, but I've never I never really believed I could do as much as I know I can do now, right? And so, yeah, again, we we hope to just sort of give you guys a sort of idea of how we perceive work. Perhaps this might trigger something in some of you to change certain parts of your life, to throw some things away, to adopt other things, and perhaps it might not, you know. and, And we're perfectly aware that that might be the case for a lot of you. But we still think that it's an important enough topic that we wanted to mention it and include it in this podcast, which is a representation of Omar and I.
0: Yeah. And uh, I personally do hope it triggers people. I hope this pisses people off. I hope people yeah. take this personally. I hope it rubs people the wrong way. Because if it doesn't, it means it's one of two things. One, you're already getting after it. Congratulations! And congratulations! Welcome to the party, but there's Ooh. no actual party. <laughs> there's no party. There's no party. <laughs> there's just, at more all. there's, there's just, just more work. There's just more work. Congratulations! Go work tomorrow as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's more work, yeah. uh, or two. Um, you're not getting after it. You're not excelling. You're not pushing yourself. You're you're not aware of your potential as the person that you are and the person that you can be become. Um. And that's going to be with the one of two things. It's one or the other. And I think by the end of this episode, you'll realize which one you are or where you are. Um, and as I've expressed a few times on this podcast, I was once that guy that wasn't getting after it, that wasn't really pushing myself. And throughout this podcast, throughout its course, I've been able to kind of shift my mentality and put myself to uh, high gear, as I've been uh, telling Quan recently, where mm-hmm. I used to say balls to the wall but we've become men of culture <laughs> and now it's putting it into high gear. Right. Um, but balls to the wall still sounds kind of cool.
1: So <laughs> I, I, thought might the balls, I thought the balls had just stuck to the wall at this point. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were just <laughs> stuck up <out> there.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, take from this what you will, but do keep that in mind that if there is something that we're saying that rubs you the wrong way, it's not because we're wrong. It's not because, uh, Oh, well they just think they're better than me. It's, hey, wait a second. Let me stop and analyze this. Let me reflect on this. Why is it that it's probing me the wrong way? Why is it that I feel attacked or like I'm personally being outed, right? When they're not even calling my name, right? Yeah. Um, because Why because those calling are the me questions. Lazy? Yeah, yeah. Because those are the questions that will ultimately get your own gears turning. Um, and in the end, you know, this is all just for the general sense of self-improvement for us and for you.
1: Um, and nothing yeah. more yeah so let's get started with the basic work and this is going to be a pretty easy to talk about and again this whole thing and the only way i would feel comfortable talking about this is if i had gone through it i would feel can you imagine doing this and then just not it not being real like you would feel like the worst hypocrite hypocrite out there you know just like how are mm-hmm. these guys talking about it and, and if you're not doing it right so the basic you know, sort of work where you just do it for the sake of validation, for the sake of money, for the sake of something, is something we're very familiar with because we used to be like that, right? I used to be, of course, more on the educational side. I would do it for the A's, for the validation, for my professor saying like, wow, you're a great student, right? From even earlier on in, in elementary, my mom telling me like, oh, I'm really proud of you, right? Things of that sort. I would want that validation. And then that validation shifted from my professors and my mom and my siblings to my friends, right? If mm-hmm. my friends who were also going through similarly difficult classes were not doing as well in a test and I did well, I thought, wow, like I got I got something, right? And they'd be like, oh, wow, how'd you pass that test? It was so hard, right? That sort of split second where you're like, oh, shit, I'm special in some way, right? It's something that like- I really, really matter. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some It's a weird <laughs> thing, but it really is something like, where you do feel different, you feel unique in some way, right? But at the Mm -hmm. same time, again, the underlying thing is you're still doing things for the sake of something else. I was in college and I was going through to, you know, get validation from my friends, to get validation from my peers, then to get validation from my research peers, whatever. And then right towards the end of college, it was like, okay, well now most of the quote-unquote smart people that I kind of looked up to are going to graduate school so I thought all right well then I should go to graduate school right that should be my next thing that should be the next goal at which I can measure myself right to Mm -hmm. go to graduate school to be able to say hey I went right and again this this is of course an extremely compact recollection of these events but through my last semester in college. And of course, Omar was a a part of this and taking an entrepreneurship class, I learned, okay, well, I like these other things and I like starting businesses and I like communicating with people and I like putting these ideas out there. And graduate school, and the, the thing that I've always struggled with with school is I've never quite felt like the people around me is the main thing. The people around me just wanted to study every day um, until it was Friday and then party for three days straight and then start all over Monday and say, all right, we're going to study again today, right? Mm-hmm. And even though, yes, I'm not going to lie, I did that sometimes, it never felt right. And and there's something that uh, David Goggins has said in a, in a podcast, which is the more things that I found that were comfortable, the more uncomfortable my mind became. And that mm-hmm. is... That was the case for me, and it still is the case for me. Whenever I do something where I feel like I failed or I'm doing it for the wrong reasons, I feel extremely uncomfortable. I think, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Even if it's just a simple thing, I just don't like that feeling because that comfort itself is not what I'm looking for. I don't think anything good in this life and anything, any amazing person has... Arised from being very comfortable. No one really is just born with that golden spoon and becomes a great person. I, I I really, sincerely doubt that. If you're born with a lot of privilege and your entire life you live it like that, I would argue that your life, I'm sorry, was not very meaningful at all. Right, mm-hmm. Which is a fucked up thing to say, but I think it's true. Mm. There could be some truth to that.
0: I don't know if I would fully agree, but I think there is some truth to that. I mean, I think that regardless of uh what you're born with or what in what position right like in the general like caste system that you wanna whatever you want to call it, I think there's still opportunity that you could have as being you know filled with a silver spoon or whatever might not be the mm-hmm. same as if you started from the bottom, but if you are aware. Of hey, I actually have it pretty good. Like I actually haven't struggled all that much. I think there is some um, different nourishment and growth that can come out of it. Of course, it's not the same, but I think they still have the the potential and the opportunity to.
1: Interesting. So how do you Okay, so maybe we we differ in views here. So what are you thinking? Because what I'm what I'm saying is it's not just to be born with this overspin. Like you can be born with it and then You reflect and you think like, whoa, I'm insecure about this, I'm insecure about that. And you fight through it, learn, grow as a person. That's perfectly fine. That's not just reserved to people who are not born with a silver spoon. What I'm saying is a consistent silver spoon is what I'm trying to say. Like throughout your life, you have everything there available to you immediately. You just have the ability. You want to go to college? You can go to the best college because we gave a big donation something like that. You want to go over here then yeah you can do that. You want to go to Paris for your birthday? Okay, you can do that. Something where it's like consistently it's like that and you become accustomed to it. And just like everyone out there, right? If we experience something often enough, we come to expect it at a certain point. Yeah. Right? And that's that's the thing that I'm specifically thinking about. When you come to expect things like I deserve this. Why isn't anyone? Why are all these people in my way in the street? Right, you start looking at everyone as like, get out of my way. I'm driving in this in the street. You know, this is my street. You start mm-hmm. having this sort of like entitled perspective where you think that you should be almost fucking praised, right? Almost like you're some fucking god or something, right? That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm sort of referring to in that specific you. perspective. Because you're so sheltered, I think. How can you really lead a meaningful life? Yeah. I mean
0: may, maybe I just want to see the give those kind of people the benefit of the doubt because I was able to make such a huge transition in my life you know from one side to the spectrum to the other and yeah. so I would want to believe that there is a, a possibility for somebody to make that much of an immense change in their own life regardless of what position they are but I, I mean it, it it does seem a little bit far fetched but
1: I, no, I definitely agree with it yeah
0: yeah it I just think feel like
1: yeah unlikely
0: yeah, I think for that kind of person, though, like they would have to really like renounce everything that they've been granted up until that point in life. If they could do that, I think they could come around full circle. Yeah. Which would be I cool know. to see. I don't think I've ever seen it or ever heard of anyone like that. But yeah. if you're out there, reach out to us. I'd like to meet you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who would, who would want
0: to do that really, you know? Like, damn. that's interesting. I if can't even if that, person, that in there
1: yeah, so sorry, go ahead.
0: If that person does exist, that would be a really interesting person because that means they basically live their life like in the opposite direction of like most of us, right? You start with nothing, you work your ass off, you fucking get something, you fucking work your ass off more, you build it up, you grow it, and then you become the success story, right? You become the millionaire, billionaire, et cetera, social media influencer, whatever you want to call it, the rock. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then you tell people, hey, this is how I did it. For $15.99, you can, you know, (laughs) like live your life like me, (laughs) buy my book, buy my this, whatever, right? I'm just joking. But, you know, that's the kind of general outline. This means that these people would be the complete opposite where they were born having everything already granted. You know, everything is already going to be great for you. You're going to be spoiled. You're going to be living the best life. You're going to be taking vacations all over the world, you know? And then at some point, they're going to come to this realization where like, hey, you know what? I don't want everything just given to me maybe I still want these things I've been able to be fortunate enough to experience all these nice things and I'm aware that they're really nice and I like them but I want to work for them myself I want to be able to say that I'm the one that is the reason why I was able to reach these cool new places in life not because of my family not because of my parents or whatever other else came before me right Um, and that means that they would also have this acknowledgement that yeah I've had a fucking good-ass life, but I did not work or in any way really technically deserve it. I've put in no effort into this whatsoever. Now I have to start working my ass off. Now I have to make a change. Now I have to remove myself from this whole fucking circle. You know That would be fucking pretty cool.
1: <laughs> that would be fucking insane, bro. That would be... Damn, that would be crazy. That's what I'm saying. I would want to meet that person. If they do yeah, exist, 100%. I would want to meet that person.
0: That would be fucking cool.
1: Because that's an extremely difficult thing to arrive at. Here's the thing. When you have struggle consistently, kind of like we did, it's easy to sort of call yourself on your own bullshit. It's easy to see that something's wrong when everything in your life is wrong, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, let's just be honest. If everything's just going wrong, you're like, hmm. I kind of get a feeling something's (laughs) wrong here, right? (laughs) Like, why do I think I'm such a great
0: person? Like, my fucking car doesn't even work right now. My truck doesn't even work. Like, I don't even have a fucking ride. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm doing fucking shit right now. (laughs) Like, how is it that I'm portraying myself this great on social media? I'm really not that great right now.
1: (laughs) It's super easy, right? But think about it in the opposite where you're born into, I don't know, let's just give some vague example. Like, so your dad or... Or your mom is some like big uh, New York financial person. So you're born in New York mm. and you're born in this penthouse. You're born with all these things. You experience the best food, right? The Michelin star restaurants. Mm. When everything's good, like, how can you think that something's wrong with you? you yeah. Know what I mean, it's kind of hard. Like, how, what's wrong about, you know, fancy restaurants and great food? Like, everyone loves that, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone. I mean, everyone would want to be in a fancy restaurant with great food i i I don't think anyone would be like no fancy food or food that tastes delicious no i don't want that i want this you know shitty mcnugget over here
0: yeah yeah Uh, yeah it it would be kind of funny too like i could almost assume that that kind of person would be like why i mean i don't understand why anybody would want to be homeless like why don't you just (laughs) go get a job like you should go work you know like go clean yourself up like that's gross and then like you would ask the same person like okay so what do you do for like uh i don't work oh ew you know (laughs)
1: that's fucking hilarious that's like oh like
0: so you so you mean you're not too far away from this homeless person like because you don't really contribute to society either right like that's exactly it dude that's literally the same thing yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's 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 tricky because i I really don't want to speak about a person like that because I I, I don't think I've ever really met anybody like that that's that well off you know I've met people that are doing pretty good or that have um, really good you know financial backgrounds through their their parents or families but the to say that they're you know this big financial guru in New York or whatever like I I have never met anyone like that it'd be interesting to meet them though because I probably wanted to, like, pick up the brand. i like, why do you think this way? Like, why do you think things are this way? Like, things are really not like that, you know? Like, yeah. you know, there's an actual life out there, you know? It's not just, like, going to, like, fashion shows in France and then, like, flying to, like, Italy to, like, go, like, eat dinner and then flying back to, like, New York. Or, like, there's, there's, there's people that actually have to drive places, you know? Like, you can't just, like, take a private jet everywhere, you know? Yeah. It'd be interesting. I actually,
1: I actually have met someone like that. And I told you about oh. him as some guy in my master's, <laughs> in my master's program. Know. Who, yeah, I'll just keep it kind of vague. But essentially, yeah. he's from India, and he he lived. He was born into a very, very wealthy place. And we're not talking just talking about like India wealthy. We're talking about like everywhere wealthy sort of thing. Yeah. And you know, he would have like he said like oh we'd have like Project X type parties in high school, like all this like crazy dumb stuff, um, just an, whatever that stuff. Right. He was a cool yeah. friend. Right. I, I, I had nothing against him. You um, mooched off him. We get it. <laughs> no, no. He actually mooched off me, oddly enough. <laughs> but, um, the, audacity. the audacity. The audacity. But anyways, that, that that's part of the reason. And I, he's not the only one that I've met. I've met other people. But that's sort of the reason because like, here's, here's the thing. He's a great guy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. I had a great time with him. We would go out to eat, go get some drinks. We had fun, for sure. Mm-hmm. But... I never. I knew that I would never be talking to him about things that I talk with you or other sort of similar friends. I just knew to never reach those topics because he wouldn't understand. And a big thing was he was doing very poorly in the Masters and he didn't want to continue. I could just tell, like, you're, you seem miserable, right? He'd be like, mm-hmm. I haven't slept in like three days. I'm like, why would you do that, right? Like, well, I have to finish homework and I have to get an A in this class. And I'm like... Anytime you talk to me like that, I know that it's your parents telling you that. I know that it's yeah. your parents saying you have to get this because we're paying $60,000 a year or something yeah. like that, right? And I talk, it was interesting. I talked to another friend about, who also knew him about this, and we were wondering like how, how would he raise his kids, right? How would he raise them in a similar way? Right. Because, Mm -hmm. again, me and you have talked about this, too. I expect to be very successful. Right. I'm just going to be honest. But the thing that I struggle with is like at that point, how do you raise your kids to have this fire, to have this need to want to make something out of nothing when you give them everything? Right. And to this day, I still haven't figured it out. I don't know exactly how I intend to do that. And I think it's something that will be pretty difficult. And I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out one out, I guess. Yeah. We'll leave that one for another podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I think, you know, again, it, it's difficult to come back from living this extraordinary life to going back and just living a very basic but... Peasant basic and I think more meaningful life and here's the thing I don't think Mm -hmm. that once you acquire more money you're going to become lazy or anything like that right especially if you built Mm -hmm. it yourself I think you just like money just like alcohol and drugs makes you more of who you are if you worked really hard and now you You have more money then you're going to work even harder right not even to just get more money but just to be better than you were yesterday really
0: yeah, I mean, this is kind of, I guess, off topic too, but it, it's like, it's, it's extremes, you know, with yeah. anything in life, it's the extremes that will always set you off your path. You could have one drink a night, which, I mean, um, might, you know, already be too much, but you could have one drink a night, and then you could also have 10 drinks every night, you know, obviously, you're still drinking in both scenarios, but the extremes is what's going to get you, right, or right. with money. Right. You mm-hmm. could have uh, if somebody had you like on a like say like if you were that guy, right, that came from a really good wealthy family, you could be allowed an allowance. If you were granted a hundred bucks every day or ten thousand dollars every day, those extremes will get you. You know. Mm-hmm. Um ultimately it's up to the person, you know, and their mentality, right? But uh to circle this back to what we're talking about, if you've worked for it, it's different. If you haven't worked for it, well, that's where it corrupts you, right? Right. But focusing again on on work is uh, to the people that are listening, we want you to ask yourself these questions like, who am I in this scenario, right? As I was saying earlier, there's the people that wake up for their 9 to 5. And of course, you could have a different work schedule, right? You could wake up earlier, you could wake up later. But typically, it's a 9 to 5 you go to said workplace, you put your hours in, for those hours they own you, then you get off of work, now it's you time. And whatever you do with that time is not as significant because it's more or less just rest time where you're like, I'm just kind of getting ready for the next day because I'm going to go back to work tomorrow, right? And some people tend to just kind of lose themselves like, oh, I'm going to just go watch Netflix all night until I pass out or whatever, you know, wake up, do it the next day again, right? There's that kind of person. And then there's the other person where it's like, work isn't restrained by just the workplace. Work is also now like the gym, right? But yet, while they're at the gym, they're not really doing it with the right uh, mindset, I would say, where yes, Constantly posting, constantly trying to have people give them that sense of validation. Like, I really did something today. Like, look at me. Like, look at how great I'm doing. Look at everything I've accomplished in the gym. And it's like, you always see the same thing in all these social media influencers. Um, They're also, they also have like their, their like uh, degree in kinesiology or whatever, you know, or they're a physical trainer. They're certified, right? It's always in their bio. And you always see the before and the after pic, right? Before, like, they're super skinny. They look like a log. And then the after is the most recent one. And it almost looks so fake. Like, it looks like there's no way they could have achieved that body without plastic surgery at some point, right? Mm -hmm. But yet, they try to portray themselves like they're a successful gym connoisseur, whatever, X, Y, and Z. And you could do it too. Just, you know, subscribe to this. Follow me on this. You could be like me. And it's like they're just soaking it all up. The likes, the comments, the attention, right? it's that sense of validation. And then there's somebody that comes across these two people and looks at them, kind of shrugs and says, whatever, keeps moving on because they got work to do. They're like, get out of my way. I got shit to do today, right? Their purpose in life, their meaning, everything is completely different and beyond than just doing it for a paycheck, than just doing it for, oh, look at me, look what I can do. It's beyond that. It's I got shit to do. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to get in my way. If I wake up today feeling more sore than I did yesterday, if I, f- if I wake up today feeling a little bit more frustrated than yesterday, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to go do work, right? Hmm. And that's kind of what we're trying to explain, is doing work for the sheer purpose of just doing work. If there is some sort of reward that comes down in that, you know, in your pathway, if there is some sort of accomplishments, great, that's cool. But you're not doing it with that in mind.
1: You're right. not doing
0: it for that. You're not starting the journey with, huh, I wonder what I'm gonna be able to do in two months. Like, am I gonna have a little celebration? Like am I gonna have a little kickback or it's like, no, 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 like you're you're going at it the wrong direction. Right. And I think that's kind of what you're trying to explain by these people that you that you follow, right? Like David Goggins, um what was the other guy that you're telling me? Cameron Cameron Haynes. Uh, Cameron Haynes, right? It's these people that are a very, very rare breed. And to some they look at their their uh, social media or what they post or what they put out there in the world as like, yeah, that's hella cool. That's badass, dude. I wanna be like that guy. And it's like very similar as to like say like a little kid watching a WWE wrestler, right? And, like, seeing them do, like, a backflip off the top rope. Like, oh, my God, it's so cool. I want to be just like him. (laughs) But it's, it's more than that, right? It's envisioning what that person is going through. It's realizing the fucking work that they fucking put in to become the person that they are. Not many people can understand that. And I think that's why it's difficult for us to try to explain to you what it is that we're talking about. Because unless you've really gone through it, unless you've really, like, said, I got to work my ass off this week. And then you do it, and then you still say, okay, next week I got to do it again, right? You wouldn't really understand. Um, But again, it's not limited to just what you do for your job, your career, what you do at the gym, or your craft. It's everything. It's all of it. How much work are you really putting in every day, right? Because we can all wake up early. We can all go to sleep early. But what did you do with those hours of daylight? What did you do during nighttime? What did you do while you were awake, right? Obviously, when you're asleep, you can't do nothing, right? But when you're awake, when your eyes are open, what are you doing? What are you spending your time on? How much time are you spending on your phone? How much time are you spending just kind of blabbering off and just, you know, messing around? How much time can you afford to lose per day? Because when you start increasing that, that workload, right, when you start taking stuff more serious, you realize you don't have the time to waste. You don't have yeah. the time of day to just go to whatever place. Yeah, let me just go over here and kick back for a few hours. It's every minute of every day has to be spent doing what you need to do, what you need to accomplish, what you need to finish that day, right? Because there's a different 100%. sense of purpose there.
1: Yeah. And I think what you're talking about there, just to sort of separate the two, is is, is making it personal. I think that second stage that you were talking about beyond just getting up and, and going to work for the sake of going to work and getting money and then uh you know partying in the weekend or whatever it is that's level one level two that we're talking about here is you're no longer doing it for validation you're doing it for yourself right you're doing it mentally almost to prove it to yourself that you can do it right Mm -hmm. you have this idea of who you want to be you stopped caring what other people think about you but you still want to prove it to yourself because Previously to that, you were nobody. You were nothing, right? And so that Mm -hmm. stage is almost like you actually materializing into the person that you want to be, right? Mm -hmm. You actually saying, I used to be this person, and I never want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. So you're almost scared. You're almost working out, and you're going to your job or whatever scared, scared of going back to that point, scared of being that other person, right? That, to me, is the second stage, because that second stage, again, you're doing it for yourself, really. And that is amazing to me. I, I have been in that stage for a while, right? And it, it's awesome because it feels like it's a combination of motivation and being driven, right? Because you have certain days where you go, to quote my friend here, balls to the wall, And and you have other days where you don't feel as good, but you still get after, right? Not to the Mm -hmm. same exact level as that pause to the wall day, but still to (laughs) a good level, right? And that is the second stage. You're not doing every day in an immense like 1,000%, but you're doing, you're getting after every single day. And that Mm -hmm. is amazing, right? I mean, that's an immense change from not getting after it at all or getting after it like 50% of the time, like just getting something done every day. Again, and you've said it, you know, it's not even working out. It's whatever it is, your work, you're working out, your your business, reading, whatever it is, like your goals are. And everyone has those goals, Those, this image of who you want to be. Mm-hmm. When I was in college, the image of who I wanted to be was pretty clear. I wanted to be someone who dressed pretty good, who worked out, who learn different languages. and At that point, that was it. That was literally the three, right? Then I was able to achieve those things. And then I thought, okay, well, what's the next thing that I want to do? And so, right, it's always like the, it's the me, 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 who do I want to be? And working mm-hmm. to get to that point. The stage after that, that I'm just barely becoming aware of is like, it doesn't matter to me anymore, right? It doesn't matter what I get from it, obviously, but it also doesn't it feels like I've proven myself enough to myself right mm-hmm. I've proven myself to myself and I think okay so we actually have become this person that's pretty cool right, right. okay let, let,
0: let me stop you there before we get deeper into the next stage into the third stage right yeah let's stick let's stick around into the personal stage stage let's stick two the
1: second stage
0: yes for a little bit longer just so people mm-hmm. understand what that stage is because for the most part I think all the episodes that we uh, talked about this kind of stuff up until now have been personal, right? It's been from that kind of point of view, that mentality um, that I have now devoted myself to. And what it is when you make something personal is you've now, like you said, you've recognized, okay, I can do this. I can achieve this. If I do push myself, I will be able to do this. And you set some goals for yourself. You accomplish those goals. You set some more goals, right? And it's kind of like a little rat race, right? Like back and forth, back and forth. Like, oh, today it took a fall. You know, to, today I didn't do as well. But tomorrow I'm going to get back after it. And then you go again, again, and again, and again, and again. And then eventually it kind of, it, it loses its. Uh,
1: it's appeal. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's appeal. It's danger. You don't feel like you're on the edge every day. You don't feel right. like if I fail today, I'm going to fail for the rest of my life. Yeah. Which is always a a very real possibility. Yeah. But to me, when I, when again, if it feels weird to talk about, like when I was in the stage, like literally one week ago or whatever, Mm -hmm. it, it felt like me against the world. I wanted to, frankly, like conquer the world, just like I wanted to do this. Again, not for the sake of validation or for the sake of anything, just like it was me versus society, me versus the world, me versus everyone, really. Yeah. Right. And again, that is the very personal side of it and yeah. it's 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 something eternal,
0: like you eternalize everything exactly, and it's and again, it goes for your job, your career, gym time, your craft, you eternalize everything right because it's personal, because you're doing it for you, you're like, "I have to do better, I can do better, and you start to refrain from comparing yourself to other people, right, how you were perhaps in that first stage, second stage it's only on you, everything's for you, by you, for you. There's nothing else. Yeah. There's no such thing as anybody stopping you either because you're the only thing that's stopping you. That's it. Right. There's nothing else. It's just right. you.
1: Yeah. And you had a great metaphor before we started, which was like the on and off button. Right. Most people will turn the on press the on button for five days a week and they'll press the off button for the weekend. Right. Again, partying, mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to do. Just on for five days, off for two days. Of course. Right. Different for people how they work, but overall, let's say that. Second stage to me is like, that off button is there, but every day you're like, I'm not going to press that, right? I'm Mm going to press that on button, and again, and again, and again, and again, right? And that, to me at least, what I felt like at that moment was, the fear was I would press that off button one day, right? That was the immense fear for me when I was Mm -hmm. going through that stage, because I hadn't proven anything to myself. What to me what makes me different that I can't press the off button, right? That's, that was, that leads to me, like, honestly, it was a very, very scary thing. And I've said it multiple times. Like if you press that button once, what's stopping you from pressing it again? Like that to me is super scary because if you press it once and you press it again and you press it again, it's not like you're going to become this horrible person, right? You just go off the rails, but you're going to have a harder time and potentially make it almost impossible to get back to where you were. Yeah. And it's that momentum, right? You mentioned it as well earlier. An object in motion will stay in motion, right? Unless acted upon by an outside force. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. That second stage is staying in motion. That's it, staying in motion because you know that if something stops you, ooh, it could stop you for life. It's going to be, yeah,
0: it's going to be tough. Yeah. And that mean, and that can also like apply to people that are perhaps also focusing on sobriety or staying away from certain bad habits. Right.
1: 100%. As you know,
0: it's talked about in these meetings. Um, the second that you fall off the wagon, it's rough. It's real rough. The road mm-hmm. to recovery is really tough. And any certain occasion where you're not committed to doing the right thing for you and your own health, you fall off the wagon and it's rough. Because to come back after you know that extended period of time and come and try to do that all again, it's it's tough. It's really draining. It really fucks with your mind. And and, yeah. and to go back to that that metaphor, right? The on and off switch. When you're in the second stage, you have the choice. You really do, but yeah. you just choose not to take it. When you're yeah, when you're in the first stage, it's on and off. It's like you know any other light switch in anybody's house. Mm-hmm. Second stage. You just choose not to, yeah. right? And that's, that's hard. That's the difference there. It is hard. It is hard. It's like constant temptation,
1: right? It is. <laughs> that fucking piece, slice of chocolate cake in the fridge, like, ooh, I don't know. I should I? I could. Exactly. Like, could I, Can I afford a cheat day? Like, can I do a cheat day today? Like, And, and here's I? the thing that I love about it is like, yes, while not everyone will understand, talking to you, I know that you understand what that is. And boy, is that temptation strong. I mean, I, I, that temptation has gone away a little bit for me, but in other ways, it's still, there's certain days where I'm just like, fuck this. I'm not getting up today. Why am I doing this? Again, right. You're not doing it for, you know, to get really strong or to get, you know, this immense physique. Again, yes, you probably will look Mm -hmm. amazing because it's that consistency. So it's like those rewards that you get, but you're just doing it for the sake of for for you in that second stage right you're just doing it for you in that stage and man that temptation i know you understand that temptation strong it's it's fucked up man it's a real fucked up
0: game is what it is <laughs> yeah it's like when like human beings like play with like rats and they like throw little balls of cheese at them or whatever and then it's like they <laughs> you know cut their oh, head off right afterwards sick. that's literally <laughs> what it is you know it's like you're just playing like fucked up games Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it's our demise, right? Because you could be someone that's working their ass off for a whole year. And then that one little bit of temptation comes along. You're like, hmm, I've been good this whole year. Maybe I should just do it the one time. And right there, it's like you literally just cut your own head off. Because (laughs) all that work, all that improvement, all the dedication, the perseverance, dedication, everything tossed out the window. Because now you're starting all over. Starting back from square one. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. That's the whole point. It's You're in stage two. It's personal. Yeah. Nobody else is giving you this temptation. You're giving yourself the temptation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe somebody comes along and, and, and shows you like, hey, you want to do this with me or whatever? Sure. But you ultimately are the one that's putting yourself in that position, right? You're ultimately the one that's being
1: tempted by said thing, right? Yeah. Which can be interpreted not, as whatever. And it's not an exaggeration. I, when I was in that moment... I felt like, damn, why am I being like this? I'm just exaggerating. It's just one not day. Not that big of a deal. It yeah, just not seems not like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And it seems like, why, you know, these guys are weird. They're exaggerating. You're not gonna go off the rails just by one day. Ooh. You man, are and from personal experience, yes. I, I have done that in the past where I have failed to do something that I wanted to do, and all of a sudden I'm lost for a couple of months, you know, or, or a year at one point. Yeah. And again it's not like you become this incredibly shitty person you're like oh well, I just suck now it's just you were trying to be so much better than what you are and yeah. that to me is the thing that ah that fucking hurts me you know and you in came, myself I'm sure. yeah in myself and in people that i see because i think i know that you have immense goals and even one setback is something that can prevent you know get put that out of range for you Mm-hmm. So, and it's definitely once again, it's personal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not an exaggeration. And no. that sort of third stage that I'm barely starting to like, again, get a grip on it, and it feels weird talking about it because I very much don't think that words will change. I mean, I mean words here's is the thing, and there's something that I I heard once that was pretty useful. It's like words act as the motivation right? The, yeah. the the spark. That spark can light a fire, right? But at the beginning, that spark is just going to make a little bit of smoke. That's all it is, right? And to me, that is what words are. Words can create that spark and it create that smoke. But unless you, you know, add some air to that smoke, it's not going to turn into a fire, right? You have to feed it and feed it and feed it and feed it to actually make it into a sustainable fire and to actually make it into something that lasts, more than just a day, more than just a week, honestly, more than just a year, right? Even though that seems like a long time for people, it has to be something that lasts more than that. And to me, again, that personal stage is having that on and off as an option and being most of the time motivated, but almost all of the time driven, right? Still having those days, again, that you're very motivated. That third stage, though, to me, what it's become is it's it's stopped being motivation. I don't feel hyped, in a sense. I don't feel like, yeah, I'm going to get after it this day. I just think, yeah, I'm going to get after it this day. And I'm going to do it tomorrow again, just like I did it the day before and, and, and the next day as well. And yes, it doesn't matter what stage you're on. You will always have that temptation. But mm-hmm. that off-button starts to stop being a possibility. It's almost like it's broken. Not really broken, but it's kind of broken. Like, it doesn't really work because you've been through so much and you've neglected turning it off for that long that it's almost like it has spider webs on it, right? Like, oh, it probably works, but I haven't tried it in a really long time and I'm not trying to find out what happens if I press it, right? So that's, that's, I think, the third stage where, frankly, it's just business. It's just... Doing it every day because it's who you are. That's that's the only thing it is. Because if I don't do it every day, then how can I be the person who I want to be? There's just mm-hmm. no possible way, right? And again, we, we go back to that second, I don't know which law of motion it of Newton, but an object in motion stays in motion, right? If you already have a lot of momentum, it's much less likely that you're going to stop. And that's kind of how I feel. Right, I don't think it makes sense to produce and be effective for five days and then two days you just take off and you think, ah, I'm just going to relax now because then at the beginning, you're going to have to start all over again on Monday. And that's why Mondays suck for people because they've gotten to their mind in that weekend where it's so relaxed and they think about nothing else but watching the game and drinking a beer or hanging out with friends and then Monday comes along and it's like, oh, that's right. Responsibility. It's back. Right? Yeah. But if you stay at that same speed, if you never slow down for that weekend, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every single day. I don't know, man. I don't know how you can be stopped when you're doing that.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's something that I'm 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 striving to 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 also um, become, right? As we mentioned, I'm in stage two right now. I'd like to be in stage three. And I definitely have a lot of work to do. But then again, you always have a lot of work to do. So always. that means nothing. It means yeah. nothing, really. Um, unfortunately, sometimes when people hear, oh, that's a lot of work. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to do that. Like, no, no, no. There's always <laughs> a lot of work to do. Yeah. That's, that, that doesn't really mean anything, you know? But when you're younger, right? You hear like, "Oh my God, it's so much work," and you're like, "Yeah, I know. I can't do all of it." Like, no, 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 you can't. It's a lot of work. That's 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 understood. It's gonna get done, though, right? Yeah. Um. So I do, I do, I do want to um, achieve that. You know, getting into that stage three, and I will. But I got work to do.
1: And one hundred percent. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Everyone you mentioned, when you hear people talking about the amount of work that you need to put in to better yourself, to be sober, to work out, whatever it is, right? Right. Again, everyone has that reaction of like, ah, that's too much work, right? Here's my question to you, and I know my answer is like, would you rather, I think it's more work to not fulfill who you want to be than the work that you have to do to fulfill that. Because when you don't, when you don't, right, if you say, okay, that's too much work, I'm not going to do it. You may not be working physically or mentally in the same way, but every single day when you look in the mirror and you don't see the person you want to see, that to me is harder than the mm-hmm. actual work it takes. That to me mm-hmm. is frankly scarier and, and more disappointing and disgusting than just putting in the work every day. Yes, yeah. both suck. Both undoubtedly suck. But to me, it seems like disproportionately, I would much rather go to work every single day than be the person I used to be or just be any person that isn't the best version of who I am. So what do you think on that one?
0: Mm. I don't know. My mind's like kind of like all over the place right now,
1: to be honest. Like spit the ideas out, Omar. Get them out. Repeat the question. What do you think is harder? Or what do you think is more work? Putting in the work to become the person you want to be or living every single day knowing that you're not the person you want to be? Which do you think is harder, I suppose?
0: Uh, it's, it's tricky. Hmm. Because I think back in the day, I would probably say, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot more work to do you know, to bust ass and become that badass person you wanna become, right? That seems like something so far fetched. How could I ever achieve that? Right. But then I actually started actively working towards that, right? And then I'm like, oh no, it's totally much more work to just not fucking work towards it. It's like you're you're actively working to like almost like drive in the wrong direction, right? Your purpose is yeah. like turning around, making u turns everywhere and always just heading back. But now I'm in a place where I'm like I don't know if any one of those is true because it all kind of comes down to what you think you are, what you identify as, your mentality, what you see yourself as when you reflect, when you look in the mirror. If I wake up today and I look myself in the mirror and I say, I'm a badass motherfucker, I fucking get after it. I fucking work my ass off. Mm -hmm. And then I ask myself right after that, am I going to go to the gym right now? there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to go to the gym, right? If I ask myself, am I going to get work done today? There's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to get work done, right? It almost comes as it's a given. It's granted. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time, right? But now to that same person, if I were to ask, oh, are you just going to stay home today? And you're like, oh, no, because if I stay home, then I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that, right? So, yeah, in that scenario, it would cost a lot more work for me to just not do what I need to do, right? But then at the very same time, looking back to the kind of person I was way back in the day, right? Which wasn't that far back in time, but I like to think it was. <laughs>
1: but he says way back.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to really emphasize
1: that. Yeah.
0: Um. I used to have that same kind of feeling because I used to see myself as kind of somebody that's just like a dog shit person, like just a shitty person. Yeah, people thought I was great or whatever, you know, and maybe I was a funny guy, but deep down inside, I was broken. I wasn't myself. I wasn't doing anything. And so that's all I ever knew. So very, honestly, it took very little effort to not do anything because that's who I was, right? Yeah. So then to the, ask that person, if they looked in the mirror and they reflected, hey, how much work is going to have to be done to become this great person or somebody that's getting after? I'm like, oh, that's like a lifetime of work. I'll never get that, Right. So mm. I think it kind of comes down to who you see yourself as when you reflect in the mirror, right? It's, it's, it's work regardless. One's just positive, one's negative, right? But it's yeah. always work, right? Always work that needs to be done. Mm.
1: Uh, let, me, let me follow up with a question on that one. Okay. And, and I get what you're, what you're saying. In the case that you're not working, right, and you're asked that question, what's going to be harder, It does depend for sure on who you view yourself as, right? You can be not working hard and then view yourself in very high self-esteem, right? Yes. And the reason why we're even talking about, right, work and all this other stuff is because at least we think that it feeds directly into your self-image, right? If Mm -hmm. you do the work, I think it feeds into your self-image. So my Mm -hmm. question in that is, like, if you're not doing the work, can you ever really have a positive self-image to the point where... I'm not saying to the point where you're not going to live a happy life. Yes, you can live a happy life easily without putting in a lot of work. I'm thinking about purpose and meaning and, Mm -hmm. and things other than just happiness, right? Because the happiness thing is not a difficult thing, it seems like to me. To me, it seems harder to live a purposeful and meaningful life and to me if you're not putting in that work at least you know again the way I perceive it is like how can you have that image that positive image of yourself how can that image not be a facade how can that be a real thing yeah
0: yeah I think and this yeah and this is definitely gonna trigger some people (laughs) I do think that when people say that they're happy I think it's their vision of what happiness and real like true happiness is, is flawed. Yeah. Um, Because when I look back at my whole life, like from the day that I can remember when I was born, you know, shortly after that, the few years, obviously like first two, three years of life, you can't really remember. But you know, once you start having the ability to recollect memories from that point on to now, I don't think I've ever been happy, you know, and to right now, I still don't think I'm happy, but that's, what I'm doing though. Like this is what I'm working towards. I'm on my pursuit of happiness, right? I'm, I'm trying to achieve inner happiness. And I met so many people growing up that were happy with very little. Right. And in a sense, that's where that one quote comes into play. Ignorance is bliss because they don't see what's on the other side. They can't see over that big wall that they've set up for themselves. They're barricaded, And this small little self-centered mindset where it's like, oh, well, if I just go pick flowers all day, I'll be fine. I'll be happy. Oh, I picked all these nice flowers. Look how nice they are, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy with that. And I don't need anything else. And in its own way, like, oh, look at you. You think you're so happy, (laughs) you know. And that's kind of the person I used to be, I think, is to be happy and to just conform with whatever I had. Right. And for some people that works and that's Okay. But I met so many of those people growing up. And the problem with that is that as you grow up, as with anything, you lose interest in some things, right? And so those one things that they used to conform to, to reach their happiness is no longer of value to them. But they continue to lead themselves to believe it is. And they stay in the same cycle over and over and over again. And of course, I use the example of picking flowers, but it could be very small other things, you know? Like, oh, I go on the walk in the morning sometimes with my dog or this and that. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's really cool. What else are you doing? Nothing. Okay. Then you fast forward years later. They're still doing the same thing. But now, because that sense of happiness that they would get from that said thing has worn off, now they're actually like in turmoil. Like they're like kind of like almost like anxious, like depressed. They don't feel like themselves. They feel like I need to go buy some extravagant thing to make myself feel great again. Right. And they've lost vision of what's really important there, um, and that's kind of what, like I said, that's kind of what I used to see it as. Now, fast forward to where I'm at now, right? I recognize that happiness isn't that easy to achieve. Inner happiness. I'm talking about you're content with yourself, and I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about satisfaction, which is different, but real, just like inner happiness because you know you're working towards something because you know you're building something for yourself because when you look in the mirror when you're at the gym and you almost feel like crying because of how much work you're putting in where like the tears are like mixing with the sweat and it's mixing sometimes with even blood you know like you don't even know what the hell's going on like you look like you're dressed up for halloween it's like freaking may right (laughs) like when you're going at it that hard that's when i'm content right because i know there's nothing else in my ability that i could have done I did everything possible. And if I still came up short, then that's okay. But I fucking did every fucking thing, right? Yep. And that's when I'm content. And that's what allows me to wake up the next day. I'm like, well, that's what I was able to do today. What can I do tomorrow? Can I do a little bit more, right? Of course, like I'm saying, I'm at stage two, right? But people have a flawed vision of happiness. People want to kind of consume things that do nothing for them. Like, it's kind of like, how i look at people that drink uh a lot of beer, you know. It's like it's just empty calories. You're not really getting anything out of it. You're just consuming <laughs> a lot of fucking calories, right? Yeah, you got a buzz, but goddamn, you're going to have a hangover the next day and you're going to feel like shit too. Mm-hmm. You know. Um and I yeah, agree I mean, with that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that that thing you said was 100% true. And it's if you give everything you have, it's very easy to fail. If you fail, it's super easy because you just fail and that's fine, right? It's, it's 100% okay, right? I mean, I had that that story on IG the other day where I, I failed when I was you know, doing some cardio thing. Mm-hmm. And even though it sucked and I'm still mad about it, and I probably will stay mad about it for quite some time, I was okay with it. Right, I wasn't. I wasn't yelling at the gym. I wasn't like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Like, what's wrong with me? Right, because yeah. even though it wasn't what I wanted to do, it was everything that I could have done. I know yeah. that because I, I, I felt that two or three minutes before, where I'm like, "I'm about to die," and I still went two or three minutes after that, right? And so, to me, it was like, okay, I, I, I just, I couldn't today, right? And that's completely fine. That failure is, is fine because, again, like you said you tried your best. And I agree that mm-hmm. how you perceive happiness and how most people perceive happiness is not their actual happiness. I think it's society's version of happiness. Right? Yeah. For a lot of people, it's just graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, get a good high-paying job, get a house, or travel the world, sure, whatever it is, right? I'm a traveler. I like that as well. But that is it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Everything is external is what it seems like. There's Mm -hmm. a physical thing, sure, but even travel is an external thing, right? You have a lot of incredible revelations internally, and that part is amazing. But just going for a place for the fact that, oh, it's pretty, like, well, what's the point, right? You can see other pretty things everywhere, right? Yeah. To me, that happiness has to be internally. And that's why ignorance is bliss. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't know that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence and you just learn to love that dry grass, you're okay with it, right? And that's all you know because that's all you know. And that's perfectly fine, right? And I think those people are actually truly happy, happy because internally, They have no other option but to accept the situations, right? But again, any sort of, these days, it seems like though, it's hard to be ignorant because the world is so, because of internet, really, how can you be ignorant? How can you not see better things that are out there on the internet, right? Extremely superficial things most of the time, right? People like in jets and all this other stuff and look at me, look what I've accomplished. But nonetheless, it seems that it's getting harder and harder to be ignorant. So I think people should spend more time figuring out what is their their internal happiness rather yeah. than looking outside social media or to the news or whatever and think, oh, that thing right there on IG, that is my happiness. That would make me so happy to go to that place. Yes. But is it, though? Is it really what's going to make you happy, happy? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would suggest a lot of people do that.
0: Yeah. In the in the age of of information, it is kind of really hard to become ignorant. Like yeah. and again, going back to those people that I knew from back in the day, it was kind of startling. I'm like, damn, like I would worry for them. I'd be very worried for them. Because I knew that they're little world would come crashing down at some point i i didn't know when i don't talk to them anymore but i knew at some point or another it was going to come crashing down when they were faced with the reality of what life really is you know because it's also easy to be like that when you're you know living with your parents when you're living in the same town that you grew up in when you have like a smaller kind of narrow mindset but once you're thrown out there into the real world or once you're faced to to go through some sort of uh tragic event or traumatic event your life changes forever you'll never be the same you know and some people somehow can just avoid all these things you know through luck through fortune or you know if you're a religious person god just wanted it that way for them Mm -hmm. right but at some point the world is going to come tumbling down and -hmm. that's when you kind of build back up right but until then yeah, they are just kind of living like I feel like a very flawed form of happiness. It's weird. I feel I, I feel a certain type of way about happiness because <laughs> I want it so bad, and because I work so hard towards it to the point when I see other people, like, yeah, I'm just happy. I'm like, nah, you're
1: not. You're not happy, you know. But I, I know it's cliche course. to yeah, I know it's cliche mm-hmm. to say, but to me, I'm happy because I realize happiness is in the journey. I know it's cliche, but it, I I just that's what I've learned as well. You know, even yeah. though it sounds like cliche, it's like, I don't know. I'm just happy that I'm doing stuff. I'm happy that I'm – I know it's a weird thing. I don't know how in this specific case I would know. But imagine, like, if I'm ignorant. I I guess you're ignorant, so you don't know anything else. But if I was ignorant there was a sliver of, like, you know, on the fence and I see just a slight bit outside, I could never be happy because mm-hmm. I, I know that there's something else. But me knowing that there's something else – and actively going in that direction, that to me makes me happy. I at least I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, I, I agree with you. The idea of happiness is something that's very personal and not always you're not always really aware of it, right? And I'm sure how I view my happiness will change through the years. But you know, at least for right now I feel okay.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It's not It's not sunshines and rainbows, the path to happiness. At least I don't think.
1: But See, here's the thing. I think happiness is appreciating the clouds as much as the yeah. sunshine. There you go. Because I don't think there it's... It's never going to be sunny every single day. But yeah. I appreciate those rainy days. I appreciate the days where I don't want to get up, but I still get up. Mm-hmm. Those are the days I appreciate. And sometimes even more, right? Because you're doing something in spite of adversity, in spite of outside things in spite of it being rainy you're still doing it mm-hmm. that to me is happiness not just loving the sunshine but also loving the clouds yeah
0: yeah i like that yeah and I also did want to also like clarify like i know i feel a certain type of way about happiness but i genuinely am happy for people like when they tell me like hey i'm doing good Like, hey man that's what's up that's good for you i'm genuinely yeah. happy for people you know for i'm sure. not saying that I'm, I'm hating on the whole world out here like oh, will <laughs> fuck you for being happy. You don't know what happiness is, and I'm just like Stop some weird ass. Happy. Yeah, just some weird <laughs> ass guy going around the world. Like no, fuck you. Fuck the world for being happy. That's not yeah. at all what I'm trying to say. Is I just know that there is people out there that will soon realize uh, what their life can become, and I'm and I'm happy that they will get there. I'm happy that they are where they are right now. I'm just happy for those people in general, you know. Mm. Um, and I want people to open their eyes. I want people to realize their true potential. I want them to realize that they're capable. I want them to stop doubting themselves. I want the best for everyone, you know. And I want them to also join us on this journey, you know. Yeah, but until then, they will live in
1: flawed happiness.
0: <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> one
1: last one last swing. Fuck. I Little last swing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. For sure. You know, I, I love you know, all my friends, my family, all that sort of stuff. 100%. This is just... It feels weird because it's a sort of darker topic when you're... It feels weird when you're pointing things out in other people's lives, but really it's it's not at all. You're pointing things out in your life in the past is what it is. That yeah. to me, when I speak slightly angry about these things, I'm just angry about the person who I used to be and the fact that I did all of these things that we've mentioned. All of them. Right. That's really my anger. I've, again, yeah, same thing. I'm not hating on anyone for being happier or whatever it is. It's just I... I'm upset at that it took me honestly this long to get to this point. And hopefully that little bit of frustration will, like you said, transfer over to people where they'll think mm-hmm. like, damn, this guy's unhappy about that thing. I'm kind of unhappy about this other thing too. Like, damn, maybe right. I should look a little bit more into that. You know, so mm-hmm. that that's really the only hope that we had for this podcast. And if that happened, great. If it didn't, you know, We're sorry about that, but we just wanted to talk about it. And we knew coming into it again that not everyone would understand. But those that do, you have something.
0: Mm -hmm. You got something. Something's brewing up in you. Yep. Stay tuned. I think the next episode we should also, I guess, now that we've presented stage three is how do you get to stage three? How do you stay in stage three, right? I think that'd be... Something cool yeah. to continue this topic, um, but for now, I think this is pretty good.
1: I'm I think this is good. Be, yeah, pretty satisfied yeah, with this
0: episode. I have I do one else Oh, what you got? What you got?
1: No, I was just gonna say I have a wow right here stuck on my on my wall, but I'll let you go first.
0: Okay, I oh, well, I just wanted to say before we conclude this podcast, I do want to give uh, some shout outs, some thank yous to everybody that's reaching out to us on uh, social media. Uh, we're still building it up. So please continue to check us out at the Intrinsic Podcast on Instagram. That's Intrinsic with the Y, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, don't be shy, guys. Send us some DMs. Send them some questions. What do you guys want to hear? What do you guys want us to talk about? Um, We're we're open minded, and and we definitely like to have some more input from you guys uh, who are listening to us. So don't be shy. Reach out to us. And also, we hope you're enjoying our new intro and outro. We didn't Mm -hmm. even announce it. It's we true. didn't even tell you people. We just kind of put it out there because that's a lie for you, right? Yeah. You think everything is nice. You got a nice little soothing intro. Psych, bam, you get freaking <laughs> another intro in your face. And you get another outro. Uh, if you're so not I getting you're, enjoying better, that. you're getting worse. Exactly, exactly. Constant changes, constant improvements. So we hope you are enjoying that as much as we are. Um, yeah, still growing this podcast. Still going at it strong. Well, there's going to be a lot more changes coming soon. So stick around for that. And uh, I was going to say one more thing.
1: I'll save it until after the wow. All right. Fair enough. So today's wow. I actually had this uh, printed on on a Canva as a poster (laughs) and sent to me because Mm -hmm. I really like this quote enough to, yeah, it's the only quote in my room, so enough to get it in my room. And it is from Will Durant. And it says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Go ahead, Omar. You had one more thing to say? just want to say thanks so much for supporting us. We love you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Love you guys. Just like that. All right, peace out, guys.